your health is your last line of defense. Yes, of course, wash your hands, social distancing. I think we are finally getting that message. But the next message beyond that needs to get out because I was in the grocery stores and I saw what people were buying. Frozen pizza, donuts, soft drinks. What the hell are people thinking? This is the time to do things that support your health, support your immune system, and don't stress it and damage it. Your immune system, your body, is your last line of defense. Hi, I'm Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, the school for human transformation. You're listening to the Mind Valley podcast, where we'll be bringing you the greatest teachers and thought leaders on the planet to discuss the world's most powerful ideas and personal growth for mind, body, spirit, and work. Now, before we get started with this podcast, big news for all of you who've been following me for several years. As you know, my first book was called The Code of the Extraordinary Mind, and it became a runaway hit. It hit number one on Amazon globally, as in becoming the number one book in the world for about five days in 2017. Thank you to all of you who supported that book. And because of that, because The Code of the Extraordinary Mind went so far, got translated into 25 language, I got my second book offer. And my second book is called The Buddha and the Badass, and I cannot wait to get it in your hands. Now, The Buddha and the Badass explores one of the things I'm most known for, and that is how do we bring our spiritual nature, the power of our mind, into that place which so far seems to shy away from spirituality, and that is the workplace. You see, so many workplaces are obsessed with productivity hacks and other things to get more done in less time. I believe the ultimate hack is tapping into your spirit or your soul. And so what I do in The Buddha and the Badass is to show you how to unify these two archetypes. First, the archetype of the Buddha, the spiritual master. And second, the archetype of the badass, the person who wants to go out there and shape things and make a dent in the universe and change things. This book is really about channeling your inner Steve Jobs. And if you find these ideas interesting, check out The Buddha and the Badass. Now, that's not all. All this week, as the book launches, the book comes out June 9 by Penguin Random House. All this week, as the book is emerging, if you pre-order, there is a ton of incredible bonuses for you. And, you know, every author says bonuses, but given I have Mind Valley and we produce the number one programs in the world in pretty much every aspect of personal growth, what I'm doing is... I'm going to give away our most expensive program of the year. It's called Be Extraordinary at Work. The program is going to be coming out in July. I'm going to be giving that away. It's a $4.99 program if you buy five copies of the book. So five copies of the book are about just over 100 bucks. Unfortunately, this offer is only valid for those of you in the U.S. and Canada for now. If you are outside the U.S. and Canada, you will have to email. But you will get Mindvalley's most expensive program, be Extraordinary at Work, completely free for five copies of the book. And if you just want one copy, that's not a problem as well. There are other great bonuses. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash Buddha Badass. Again, that's mindvalley.com forward slash Buddha Badass. And I can't wait to get this in your hands. Now, back to the Mind Valley podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Mind Valley. So I'm so excited to have you here today because one of our favorite speakers and a dear friend and the creator of WildFit, Eric Edmeads, is going to be our guest today. This is the Mind Valley podcast. It is also being shown on Mind Valley Instagram. I wanted to do video for this because Eric is such a remarkable speaker. But we're going to be talking about something really, really, really important here. And I want to cut straight to the chase. We're going to be talking about your last line of defense. As you know, we are living in some crazy times. The coronavirus has hit 
around 600,000 people as we have recorded this. And what we're noticing is that depending on the country you're in, we are seeing a death rate of between 0.5% to 4%. However, there are ways you can do to improve your odds of really, while we cannot prevent anyone from getting infected by COVID-19, there are several things one can do to ensure that you don't end up in the 20% that require hospitalization or worse. 80% of people simply have mild flu-like symptoms. But what is the difference between that 80% and that 20%? Here to answer the question is Eric Edmeets of WildFit. Eric, on to you. Well, first of all, let's be really clear. Everything right now is theory. The science will come out, the data will be mined, and we will learn some things. But here's what I noticed. I noticed early on that we were hearing reports that this virus was ageist. It was only going after the old. And that really puzzled me because the flu is more equal opportunity. It kills at both ends of the spectrum, the very young and the very old. And all of a sudden, here we are only going after elderly people. That didn't make sense to me. Now what we're beginning to see in the data is that it's not that it's going after the elderly, it's going after people with pre-existing conditions. What I'm saying is, is that we've got many cases of people who have been very old that have recovered completely. And now that it's starting to really explode in the United States, we're starting to see something a little more frightening. And that is more and more young people being represented in this seriously hospitalized and in mortality. And I suspect this comes down to the statistics we're seeing that people with pre-existing, often lifestyle-generated diseases like type 2 diabetes, metabolic syndrome, autoimmune diseases, and so forth, are showing up as suffering much worse with this disease and being much more likely to succumb to it. This, more than any time in the past, is the biggest wake-up call to get our health under control. Your health is your last line of defense. Yes, of course, wash your hands, social distancing. I think we are finally getting that message. But the next message beyond that needs to get out because I was in the grocery stores and I saw what people were buying. Frozen pizza, donuts, soft drinks. What the hell are people thinking? This is the time to do things that support your health, support your immune system, and don't stress it and damage it. Your immune system, your body is your last line of defense. Here's the way I think about it. You've got this big mansion right? And you've got a fence around the outside. That's called social distancing, right? You've got dogs protecting you, social distancing. You've got an alarm system protecting the windows and social distancing. But if somebody gets in the house, you're going to go into the safe room and the safe room is your body and you want it to be as safe as possible. So you want your immune system to be as healthy, healthy, healthy as possible. So Eric, we know that there are lots of things that impact your immune system. There's meditation, there's exercise, there's sleep. But what you're suggesting is that the number one thing is very likely food, right? What are the types of food that are scientifically proven that we need to eat to make sure our immune system is doing okay? Okay. I wouldn't say that it's simply about food. I would say that it's about lifestyle. In fact, The way I would look at it is this, is that the body has certain physical needs. And if you aren't meeting those needs, there's going to be consequences. So for example, the number one need of the body is air. You need air minute by minute. The trouble is, is that most people right now are facing some level of stress. And so they're breathing in a very shallow way. They're locked indoors, not getting fresh air. So what you breathe, fresh air, and how you breathe are just as important as you actually getting the air in the first place. So it's really important that people open their windows. If they're in isolation and they can't leave their house, open the window and get some air and breathe deeply. Doing great meditations and deep breathing exercises communicates to your body that you're safe. And so your immune system Mm -hmm. is going to be more robust. When you're under stress, your immune system freaks out, right? So we want to breathe. The next need of the body, water. 
food. You might think it's food, but you can go for weeks without food. In reality, I'm not suggesting you do, but water is a day's thing. You need it every day. You need water. You got to stay hydrated. And every mechanism of your body from your brain to your digestive system requires good hydration. So it's really important to stay hydrated. You also must have movement. You must have movement. Your lymphatic system does not have a pump. Your cardiovascular system has pumps. The heart is pumping blood around your system. Your diaphragm is pumping air in and out of your system. But the lymphatic system never developed a pump because it's not urgent in the way that oxygen and blood is, but it's important. Because our normal lifestyles required moving all the time, we pumped lymphatic flow. It worked. But now that we're not moving so much, we're not cleansing our bodies. Incredibly important. We need sunlight. You gotta have sunlight. Not burning, not tanning, not damaging your skin, but a little bit, 15, 20 minutes of daily sunlight. And I know you might live in a place like England or Seattle or Vancouver and you think you don't have sunlight. If it's light outside, there's natural light. It comes through the clouds. Go and get some sunlight. When we've handled those things, we can talk about food. And what we want to do is we want to eat the foods that we know we have a long-standing evolutionary relationship with. We want to eat a limited amount of seasonal fruits and vegetables. When I say limited amount of fruits, we don't want to be eating a lot of sugar right now of any kind, even healthy fruits we want to be limited on. We want a wide variety of good, solid vegetables and not from the nightshade family. And good sources of healthy proteins and fat. For those of you who are not vegetarians, this means things like healthy fishes, meats, eggs, and that sort of thing. If you're vegetarians, it means you want to be looking at things like nuts and beans and lentils the best you can. If we eat those things, those are the core things that our body needs, we're giving our body the nutritional constituents it requires. And then lastly, stop with the immune system bombs. Like this is not the time for heavy doses of refined grains and sugar and preservatives and additives. You want to absolutely support your immune system and not stress it out. If we can take care of those things, then we stand the very best chance. Eric, what about things that are staples of people's diets all around the world, like rice, like potatoes? You know, I face this question around the world that people are worrying about certain staple items that they are normally eating. Like in India, people are writing to me and saying, am I eating too many lentils or am I eating too much rice or am I eating too many chapatis or what about my potatoes? And what I would say is this, in this time, we have to do the best that we can. Some grocery stores are now limited on foods. Others are not. What we found in most countries around the world is after the panic buying was over, their stores stocked up properly again. But you might be in a place where you've got you know, say like historical patterns and traditions around food. And what I would say to you is that what's more important to you, your historical tradition or your immune system? And what I want to suggest to you is that white potatoes, they're not a good idea right now. They're just not. Rice in a limited quantity, I would say it's fine, but I certainly wouldn't want to be having it every day. And when it comes to things like wheat, I wouldn't want to be having that hardly at all, if at all. So what I want to suggest is the degree to which, not perfection here, but the degree to which you can focus on one of the highest important principles of health. And that is your health is far more determined by you getting enough of the good stuff than it is by you eliminating the bad stuff. So if you do eat the occasional old traditional thing here and there, okay, you're doing that. But if you get all the good stuff in first, then A, your body's getting what it needs and B, you'll have less cravings for the other stuff anyway. So let's talk about a couple of these food items, right, that many people are used to. And I want you to tell me very rapidly if this is something we should avoid, if this is something that is really dangerous, or if this is something that is okay in moderation, because I think that's where people get tripped up. Let's start with one of the really common ones, milk. 
Milk for me is a non-food. It isn't a food unless I'm a baby cow. Even human milk is a non-food for us once we're not babies anymore. It is a non-food and it is really... Now, I want you to think about milk, cheese, yogurt. I want you to think Mm -hmm. about this for a moment. This disease attacks the respiratory system. So does milk. So ask any professional singer. They can't have milk for the week or so before they're singing because it causes mucus buildup in the respiratory system. So milk is a non-food right now. I believe it's a non-food anyway, but more now than ever, it's a non-food. Okay. Now, what about soda, Coca-Cola, Pepsi, Sprite, but also pre-workout drinks and post-workout drinks? It's like you've just asked me, Eric, is the world flat? No, you cannot be drinking those things right now. Look, in normal life, if you want to have a little bit of fun here or there, I get it. I get it. You know, Coca-Cola has convinced you that if you crack open one of their bottles, you're cracking open happiness. Okay, I get it. But what you're also cracking open is diabetes, metabolic syndrome. You're cracking open a bunch of chemicals that'll rot your teeth out of your face. But in the meantime, you're cracking open something that is stressing your immune system. This is not the time for that. Not at all. I know. I personally think companies like Coca-Cola should do justice to the planet and just ban all their advertising, especially during this time. And then just never turn that shit back on. Let's go on to the next one, okay? So what about things such as bread? Look, grains are not ideal, and they're not ideal. We can't live on them on their own. They're not ideal, and they do assault our digestive system. You may not be gluten intolerant, but that doesn't mean that it's good for you. Now, what I would suggest is this. If you're gluten intolerant, you absolutely want to stay away from the greens completely because you don't want to do anything that's going to trigger your immune system. So do not do that. If you're not gluten intolerant, And the way I would put this to you is that all it really means is that the car alarm's been turned off because that's just one of the problems with grains is gluten. Basically what's going on is a grain is a plant wanting to become. And so it defends itself against digestion. It fights your digestive system. And so, no, I'm not really a big fan of bread. If you're lucky enough to be able to get, say, like sprouted wheat bread at this Mm -hmm. time, if you're lucky enough to be able to get that, then, then maybe that's okay. And if you're having bread on very rare occasion and you're not super sensitive to it during this difficult time, okay. But again, optimally, no, bread is not really a good idea. Now, let's talk about a couple of things that maybe we should be taking. What about orange juice in the morning? Okay, so we have a balance here. We definitely have a balance here. Early on in this whole debacle, in this whole crisis, I was doing some reading about coronaviruses, and it turns out that other cold and flu bugs that live in the coronavirus family actually quite like blood sugar. They propagate better when there's blood sugar around. So this is not a good time to be slamming our systems with blood sugar. But at the same time, we definitely know that this is an incredibly good time to be slamming our systems with vitamin C. So we're kind of caught, right? Because one of the best ways to get vitamin C is going to be through citrus juices. Or actually, let's be clear, not through citrus juices, but through the citrus plant itself, through an orange or a grapefruit. That would be a lot better than juicing it. When we juice it, we lose a lot of the fiber. We slam ourselves with the sugar. So if you're going to have citrus, I suggest you actually eat the fruit. That would be even better. Also, I would even consider, while you know me, I'm not a big fan of supplements, but I'll tell you right now, I've got my vitamin C, I'm taking vitamin C because I don't really want to be slamming my system with sugar every single day. And also, it's important to know that organ meats are rich in vitamin C. So if you happen to be able to stomach them, I can't, I hate them, but if you happen to be able to get them and stomach them, they're very rich in vitamin C. What about vitamin pills and supplements? 
My normal approach to vitamins and supplements works like this. First of all, most of them are sold based on fear. Most of them are sold based on taking little minute pieces of science and manipulating the story. So most people are taking supplements they absolutely don't require, and they're just developing expensive urine and stressing out their liver, in my opinion. That said, that said, when people have a measured deficiency, not a deficiency that they think they might have because they did a checklist in Cosmo magazine, I'm talking about an actual medically measured deficiency. Step one should be to attempt to supplement that deficiency through natural behavior. In other words, through whole food sources or for example, in the case of vitamin D deficiency, rather than trying to take a supplement, you should go outside and get some sunlight because your body's perfectly good at making vitamin D and it wants to. Now, Having done the natural thing and still potentially having a measured deficiency, now is the time that we might look at getting the very best quality supplement that we can. And right now where we know that vitamin C is an incredibly helpful vitamin when dealing with this crisis, that zinc appears to be incredibly helpful and that magnesium can absolutely help you to sleep better and help you with bone health and all that sort of stuff. Those are supplements that I would absolutely support taking at this time. Amazing. And the double effect of magnesium is that magnesium helps you sleep better. And according to Tom Rath in his book, Eat, Move, Sleep, if you are lacking sleep, your immunity goes down by as much as 500%. So sleep is one of the biggest things you can do to really keep your immunity performing at top form. Now, that said, if you have to sum it up, if you have to sum it up, if there was like one big change we could make in our lifestyles right now to create the biggest boost in our immunity, because of course you've suggested a lot of things, but a lot of people who don't have the right eating habits, it may be hard for them to shift. What is one thing that perhaps they can slowly move out of their diet? Wow, I wish I could give you just one. I mean, look, if I had to pick only one, if I could, if I could mm -hmm. press a button and just magic one thing away that nobody could have, it would be sugar and all the garbage sugar replacements, artificial sweeteners, that whole family of things just gone. Right. Leaving wait, wait. us only with natural sugar sources like honey or fruit. And even then, I would be really clear, we should not be binging on those things at all right now. Which is perfect, which is perfect, because I know that you've helped us produce a program that we are making free to the world right now on how to give up sugar. It's funny, we made that program, what, a year or so ago or a year and a half ago, and it's never been more appropriate than it is right now. Yeah. And I want to share a story about that program because I used to be addicted to sugar in my coffee. I'm a guy who loves coffee, three cups a day, but I also love my Starbucks coffee with sugar in the form of caramel syrup right? So I was consuming a lot of sugar in my coffee and I learned how to give that up. And I thought that this was something that would take me months. It took me three days using the methodology in this program, which again, we're making free to the world because we know how damaging sugar can be to your immune system. It took me three days to give up sugar. I no longer take sugar in my coffee. It's now been over a year. But not only that, I no longer take sugar or crave sugar in any form. It's all about retraining your body's cravings. Eric, could you explain to us what is happening in this program that we're going to be making free to everyone in the Mind Valley community? Well, breaking up with sugar is a pretty tough thing to do because we've been conditioned emotionally through manipulative advertising campaigns and special holidays and circumstances and, and misguided parents who showed us that if we were crying that right. this cookie could help. So we've got emotional things we have to deal with. And then there's also the reality of physical addiction. And there's also the craving for sweet. 
what we've done in this program is created a staged process that helps people to evaluate their emotional relationship with sugar, to then change their physiological relationship with sugar, and reset their taste buds. And what happens, what almost everybody reports, and you'll recall this yourself, is that people come out of the program they come out of the program and all of a sudden things that they never regarded to be sweet before are suddenly incredibly sweet because their right. taste buds have recalibrated to a world that's not being bombarded by sugar and xylitol and all these weird sweeteners. Which is the craziest thing because when you do this program, you recalibrate your taste buds because what happens is if you eat a lot of sugar, you need even more sugar to attain the same level of sensitivity. But as you start cutting down your sugar, right now, even if there's a little bit of sugar in my coffee, I can't take it. It just tastes bad. And don't even talk yeah, about Coca-Cola. That stuff tastes like poison to me. Absolutely. You know, one way for people to understand it is it's really hard for people to really get what we're talking about with the recalibration of the taste buds until they've experienced it. But one way right. that I can give it to you is this. You're outside in the bright sun. You come inside. And inside is very dark. And then your eyes adjust and then inside isn't dark anymore. Right. What's happening for most of us is there are foods that we eat that are dark from a sweet perspective, but they've only been made dark by the bright glaring sunshine of sugar. So there's so much sugar hidden in our foods. Look, sugar is the number two ingredient in Rice Krispies. It's the number two ingredient in Corn Flakes. And you know what the number two ingredient in Frosted Flakes is? Corn, because the number one ingredient is sugar. And if oh. you think it's just in breakfast cereal, it's in every tomato sauce pretty much that you can buy on the shelf as the number two or three ingredient. It's in obvious places, it's in hidden places, and it's constantly triggering your taste buds to stop being able to taste sweet. And Amazing. so when you cut it out, suddenly things taste good again. And it gets you hooked, which is why Dr. Mark Hyman has pointed out that 74% of all the food products you will see in the average American grocery store contain sugar. So thank you so much, Eric. And as a gift for all of you, Honestly, this program, Seven Days to Breaking Up with Sugar, is remarkable. So remember, there are tons of things you can do to keep your immunity high, to stay safe. There are some estimates out there that 40 to 60% of the global population is going to catch COVID-19 at some point in the coming years, right? But you don't have to suffer. You can be in that group of people that has mild symptoms if you take care of your immunity, if you take care of your health. There are many practices that we can do to make this happen. And while there's a whole list of different things, meditation, exercise, sleep, Eating is one of the most fundamental things, but because of big food companies, because of the way grocery stores and food packaging and labelings work, we have created a species that is hooked on crap that makes us sick. And so what we wanted to do with Eric at Needs is film, produce, and release this program. Listen to it. It's 10 minutes a day, but Eric will guide you step by step by step and teach you how to completely eliminate sugar from your life. And he does it in such an incredible way. You actually train and change your behaviors and your habits, and it's effortless. And so countless people have had incredible results with this program. It is your spree for your family as a courtesy from Eric Edmeets and Mind Valley. And if you guys enjoyed this podcast episode, please go ahead and tell your friends about it and also leave us a review. Mention Eric Edmeets. So let me tell you where to get the program. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash sugar breakup. That's one word, sugar breakup. mindvalley.com forward slash sugar breakup. And the program will be there completely free for you. Simply put in your Mindvalley email address and it'll automatically be added to your Mindvalley account. And if you don't have an email address, put in your email address and it'll give you instructions on how to create an account so you will have this on your Mindvalley app. Thank you guys and thank you, Eric. Thanks for having me.
Vishen Lakhiani, and this is the Mind Valley Podcast. If you like the Mind Valley Podcast, take the next step. Become a Mind Valley member. Imagine being coached daily by the greatest teachers on the planet. How quickly would you transform your health, your mindset, your body? Your relationships. How quickly would you double the size of your company? How quickly would you see your career grow? How quickly would you eliminate any limiting belief that's holding you back and manifest a life that you once thought beyond your dreams? When you become a member, you don't just get access to the greatest education in the world. You become part of a community of a hundred and fifty thousand of the most incredible people dedicated to personal growth. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash now to get started.